Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, the first podcast, English Link podcast of 2010 or 2010 or whatever people will end up calling it. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Yeah, it's, it's the first year of the next decade. Mm-hmm. Is it? I think it is. Uh, I'm not sure how these things work, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> well, it, it becomes an issue, you know. Is 2011 the first year of the decade? I think that was a problem as to what's the first year of the century, and, and I don't understand. Well, it brings me back to the conversation you were having with uh, Annie right. about uh, your first year being when you're age zero. Right. So, therefore, presumably the first year of the decade is in year zero. So, therefore, the ni- 2009 is not the ninth year of the decade. In fact, it's the last year of the decade. And that's right. All right. This is a very important point. I'm glad we covered it. (laughs) Well, the other interesting point is is what we call a year. And I think in different languages, they do it differently. But I think most people are going to say 2010. 2010 or or 2010. I mean, here we have the Olympics coming. I mean, everybody calls it the 2010 Olympics. Nobody calls it the 2010 Olympics. So I'm I'm assuming that's an an early uh, insight into what people are going to call this year. You know, I think that... uh, our discussions are more interesting if I disagree with you. Right. And so I disagree with you. Okay. I think people will call the year 2010 and they'll call the Olympics 2010. So there. Well, that could, that could be. That could be. This is, uh, <laughs> Who knows? We could probably spend the next 10 minutes discussing this because it's... It's, uh, it's important. People always uh, uh, have trouble or, or want us to talk to, to, to use numbers and, and ask for content containing numbers because numbers are very often one of the more difficult aspects of a new language. So that's why we're doing it. Right. All right. I mean, what we could do is we're looking at this counter of the sound of our sound file. I could go 1 minute 50 and 8, 1 minute 59, 2, 2, zero, 3. Anyway, we won't do that. Um, we'll save that for another we'll occasion. save that for another occasion. Christmas, New Year. Now, of course, the world is a big place. Uh, Christmas is not a holiday in every country of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, some countries have different New Year's, and, and Russia has a different Christmas mm-hmm. and stuff. There are different calendars, traditional calendars. Uh, I think, although everyone, at least officially, is on the same sort of international, Gregorian or whatever, I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. Julian <laughs> calendar. Uh, but it seems that the end of the year and the beginning of the year coming is kind of a holiday everywhere. People right. had time off from work. Mm-hmm. And so did we. And so did we. We had a, had a great uh, vacation. We, uh, our, our family, the kids and, and uh, grandparents went uh, skiing, which is, has become an annual custom uh, or... Uh, a uh, annual event. We all go to Big White, which is in the interior of uh, British Columbia near Kelowna. I'm sure we've spoken about it in previous podcasts mm-hmm. in years uh, gone by. Uh, we did that again, and it was a great, another great uh, event. Mm-hmm. Skiing, downhill skiing, playing hockey out, outdoors, uh, cross country skiing, snowshoeing, uh, eating meals together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's a nice drive too. When the weather is nice, it's about a five hour drive and you drive over two mountain passes. And, uh, the first mountain pass basically is through the coastal mountain range mm-hmm. where you sort of cross from the area of very large trees and the sort of rainforest of the coast into the dry hinterland 
where the trees are smaller because the climate is colder and drier. But then I find that it's the second, the connector mm-hmm. between Merritt and Kelowna uh, that is so spectacular. You got these trees just covered in this heavy snow and you can see these large vistas of forest. A lot of young trees because it's an area where there has been a lot of logging. And so you'll see forests that are 10 years old, 30 years old, 80 years old. Mm-hmm spruce pine which the i guess the average person doesn't pay much attention to most people probably don't differentiate between the species <laughs> or nor the ages <laughs> i know people that essentially refer to all evergreen trees as pine trees <laughs> at any rate it's it's a pleasant drive out there in Kelowna. we visited with some friends there and it's the wine country so you can see the vineyards right. and sample the wine so really, we're quite blessed here. And, and of, actually, yeah. what was great about the trip, when you can see the trees and admire the vistas, that suggests that the weather's not too bad, which right. when you're driving through those mountain passes is a good thing. Yes. It's on the days. It didn't. It started out a little uh, hairy coming home, uh, coming out of Kelowna. It was quite foggy going oh, really? up to the, oh, up we did the connector and blowing snow. And I thought, uh-oh, this is looking bad. The roads were good because uh, it had warmed up, so they were just wet. Mm-hmm. Ended up being a little bit foggy, but wet, so it was fine. But it's it's when it's uh, when you have the blowing snow or slush or or the hard packed uh, ice. Remember that year you got a flat tire on that. That was no fun. <laughs> ice. We had ice. It was washboardy. Means it was bumpy. And then I had a flat tire, and because it was so bumpy on this ice, I didn't realize that I had a flat tire. I just said, boy, this is really bumpy. (laughs) And then eventually I pulled over, and, uh, oh, and it was very funny because uh, we had some empty, uh, we had an empty wine bottle. We had, because we always take a little bit of cognac and wine and so forth. So we had some uh, empty, or at least some, some open liquor bottles in the trunk. And so we were pulled over. And I was uh, changing the flat tire and the wind was howling and snowing and everything. And so this car stopped behind us. Very nice family of uh, these people were uh, native, Aboriginal family. Right. And the lady said, oh, and here you are, you're stuck. And she gave us candles. She gave us about eight little candles just in case we should, you know, we wouldn't be able to get it done that we could heat ourselves in the car. And then when she saw the open liquor bottles, in the trunk she said no that's the worst thing you can do she was very concerned that we were going to be drinking the liquor there so we assured her that we weren't and we thanked her for the candles and she drove on so that was that was an event yeah there's always there always seems to be uh, an event uh, or Mm -hmm. two and we uh, actually this year was relatively uneventful and yes uh, in the event department i remember the one year we had the rock through our through the sunroof Shattered our sunroof well, did, did that on the highway. Rock fall from the hill, or was it something that a car? No, no, it must have been bouncing along the highway. A car mm-hmm. must have, uh, because there's so much uh, salt and gravel that they spread on the road to, to make it drivable, and then you get the odd bigger rock that bounces up, and it, it must have bounced up somehow and, and just hit the sunroof in just the right place and shattered it as we're driving along. That was a little unnerving. That's not very nice. <laughs> Spent the next three hours listening to the wind. <laughs> whistle through the sunroof on her way unfortunately and, and a brand new car thinking about how much money you're gonna have to pay well, yeah. and then of course the time when uh, i had eric and his family uh our older son who lives in london and his family and so we squished all the skis and cross-country skis and poles onto the roof rack and i guess i hadn't clamped it down properly <laughs> and we're driving on the highway and all of a sudden it just sprung loose 
And so our skis just scattered over the highway. You're lucky nobody and was so driving And so we behind. pulled off. Well, no, no, they did drive over some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled over. And there we were out on the highway, cars going past us, picking up our skis. Really, it was quite a dangerous, uh, dangerous yeah. thing. But we survived that. We survived that. And, uh, and we had a great holiday. Of course, Eric and his family, his two kids, uh, they didn't have a chance to participate this year because they were back in London. Last mm-hmm. year, they were living in Boston, so it was right. closer. Uh, the other family member that always uh, is left out, of course, is Gordy the dog. <laughs> Gordy the dog, who would have such a good time up there in the snow, mm-hmm. but uh, he's, he, has, he doesn't get to come. But there are lots of dogs up there at Big White, actually. Oh, yeah. And uh, too bad, like he would have had a great time going cross-country skiing. But he can't come because uh, basically most people who rent up there don't want dogs. No, people don't want dogs in their in their places. And, and uh, also it's a bit of a pain. I mean, you're up there. It is completely snowbound. So mm-hmm. you got to try and find a way to get out with the dog, even though you're, you can't obviously go downhill skiing. And uh, it's, I mean, it's... Uh, it would be nice to have him. I don't think he would really enjoy the five-hour drive in the no, car. Plus, no. he's quite a big dog and takes right. up a fair bit of room. And we were jammed to the rafters as it is. So I know. Well, inevitably, we take up more food than we need. Here's the thing is up there, it's quite expensive to go out to eat and not necessarily very good. And no, and there's not much in the way of uh, restaurants. And no. I mean, most people bring their food and you have, uh, you're renting a, a, a condo and you, mm. you, you, you make your own meals. Which is part of the fun too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. So anyway, that was a nice holiday. Now we're facing our new year. We see some, hopefully some, some Continued strength in the economic recovery. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. Uh, it's always had... interesting to come back from the interior where it's, uh, you know, you're, you're in winter there mm-hmm. and you come over the coast mountains and you're back to Vancouver where it's seven green, degrees, seven degrees and green and usually raining. It actually kind of helped that it was pouring rain when we, it was pouring rain when we got off the uh, oh, yeah. connector. Uh, but it kind of cleaned the car, got all the salt and muck and road grease off the car, so that was kind of handy. <laughs> By the way, for the purpose of our transcriber, Merit is M-E-R-R-I-T, one T, I think. I think, yeah. Kelowna is K-E-L-O-W-N-A. Coquihalla is C-O-Q-U-I-L-L-A. H-A-L-L-A. Oh, is it? Coquihalla. Oh, Coquihalla. Right, sure. Anyway, close enough. <laughs> anyway, back to it. Yeah, I went, uh, actually, I stopped for gas and there was a, a no-touch car wash. Oh, yeah. So I went in there with the ski rack. Yeah. Cleaned off all this muck from the skis and it does the underbody and yeah, because you don't good. want all the little gravel in your wheels and all that stuff. And so. all the salt that rusts, salt. Uh, yeah. rusts the underbody of the car. So, yeah. uh, I maybe should have done that myself. Yeah. Anyway, I was I felt quite uh, happy that then I drive a clean car into my garage mm-hmm. rather than driving all the muck into the garage. Right. Well, in the past I've driven and left it outside, and then I have a little spray power washer, right. and then I try and clean the car mm-hmm. a little bit before putting mm-hmm. it in the garage, or else you get all a little grime. Well, there's so much grime off the road when they're salting and sanding and mm-hmm. so on. Uh, actually, both ways this year were great for, mm-hmm. for the drive. Not uh, yeah. hardly any snow on the road in either direction. So yeah, that was great. Although there was lots of snow on the mountain, so it was uh, it was great in that, it. in that sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder. Speaking of snow, what's going to happen with the uh, Whistler Olympics? We have the Winter Olympic Games here, and because Whistler is only 
what would it be, 100 kilometers inland. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got sort of a partially mountain climate and mm -hmm. partially kind of coastal climate. Right. And so they can get warm periods where the snow melts and, and it rains instead of snowing. Mm -hmm. So, But then right at the same time, because it's coastal, they can get, you know, 100 centimeters in a, in a couple of days mm -hmm. of snow just because they're... They just have a lot more precipitation there <clears throat> than they get in their interior where we were. Although, having said that, where we were, apparently, like in the last week, they've had 70 centimeters of snow at Big White. I don't know what, what's happening at Whistler, but they're probably getting snow too. Like seven degrees here, they're getting snow at Whistler. Yeah, well, I hope so. so. It has to be warmer than that here for it to rain up there. And we need some snow here on the local mountains because mm -hmm. the Olympics are going to take place sort of in three or four locations, mm -hmm. any of the sort of stadium events like speed skating and, and figure skating and hockey and curling mm -hmm. are in the city of Vancouver. Mm -hmm. The freestyle skiing is up here on a local mountain called yep. Hollyburn. Cypress. Cypress, rather. Yeah. It's Hollyburn Mountain. But Cypress, is it? I think. Cypress anyway, Cypress Bowl, Cypress Mountain, whatever. Okay. Hollyburn <laughs> is the cross country is. They're beside each other. But they're different. Oh, no, but oh, I see. But the cross country for the Olympics is at another location. Is up at Whistler. Which at, is at Callahan. Or at the Callahan Valley. Callahan Valley, which is just, I guess, west of Whistler, mm -hmm. or south of Whistler. Mm -hmm. And then the Alpine events are at Whistler itself. So there's mm -hmm. four different locations. Right. But we will need snow on the local mountains, presumably. Although mm -hmm. I guess for the freestyle, they can use more artificial. Well, I mean, they, they have snow. Well, all the mountains have, they got a pretty good, they have a pretty good base because it right. snowed quite a bit before Christmas. Right. Uh, it'd be nice to get some fresh snow, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. during the Olympics. Although I think for the Alpine events, they kind of prefer hard and icy as opposed it's, to fresh snow. A lot of times up at Worcester, they, they can they can have almost too much snow. Yeah. Like I mean, it's unbelievable snow. how they ski on that ice. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> and when they miss a turn and go flying, they're... That's wow, that's why uh, apparently a lot of the uh, some of the top uh, Canadian downhill skiers are injured right now right. because the, but uh, when they when they do get fall they hurt really hurt themselves like but, that. But I gather it's not just the Canadians. I oh, gather really? there's a number of of top competitors who have hurt themselves. It's interesting, you know. How do you prepare for the Olympics? Uh, if I were preparing for the Olympics, I would not go all out mm -hmm. in the lead-up events to the mm -hmm. Olympics. A, I want to peak at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. B, I don't want to risk injury. Uh, you know, it's tough, I think, in any sport. Mm -hmm. The minute you try to ease back and, and not go so hard, that's almost when you get hurt. Uh, I think you just want to go and try try as hard as you can and hope for the best. Also, if you're kind of, if your foot's off the gas in the lead up, it's kind of hard to just turn it on again. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you're trying to prepare yourself. But, but like still, the psychological yourself. preparation, I think, is quite important. I mean, we've, you played a lot of competitive uh, hockey, and you yourself know that if you really key yourself for a particular game, mm -hmm. say your team does, and the whole team comes together and mm -hmm. plays extremely well for this game against the key opponent, mm -hmm. the next game, it's very difficult then right. to reach that same level. Right, yeah. So, I mean, these kinds of things, I guess have teams of psychiatrists working a psychologist yeah, I mean, who knows i guess the thing is that they're they're in their world cup circuit i mean i think they have injuries every year so uh -huh. we will see what happens anyway that's a little bit of a new year uh podcast mm -hmm. uh we we do hear from people that they like our podcast we would like to hear if they have any particular requests in terms of what 
they would like us to talk about so that we generate the vocabulary that maybe they want to be working on. So don't hesitate to let us know. And how would they let us know? They can let us know on the forum on link. There you go. Anyway, we'll talk to you again next time. Bye.